This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Jack from the Final Whistle. He's on to give us the Leicester City perspective of this upcoming match for Fulham on the road against Leicester City. And uh, during this episode, I'll be focusing a lot on Leicester City. But you know what? I'll be sharing my thoughts on Fulham as well. But before we go on any further, I want to welcome Jack to the show. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. Talk about this upcoming match on Tuesday night. Hi, Ross. Uh, Jack here from the final whistle. A big game for both sides this one on the Tuesday night encounter at the King Power Stadium. It's going to be a very tricky game. Um, I think it'll be a good battling game between both of the sides. Leicester will look to get their first three points of 2023 as the Premier League enters its first game of the new year. So we want to start off very well. Um, and hopefully we can do that against Fulham um, tomorrow night. So I'm expecting a very good encounter between two good sides. And that's the way that I would put it, Jack. These are two good sides. So I look forward to this match. I, I like when Fulham play teams that I really respect. There are teams in this division that I don't. Leicester City is one that I actually do respect. So, But before we go on any further, please tell everyone how they can find you on YouTube on Twitter, where they can find this great YouTube channel that you have built, The Final Whistle. I was just on it, and if you're interested, go check out that episode. You're going to find some Goldmans, we call that on this show, mistakes that I made on this show. Uh, Diamante camera comes up a few times, and I kind of screwed that up. But please do follow Jack and subscribe on his YouTube channel. Please tell everyone how they can find you. You can find us on the YouTube at The Final Whistle. You can find us on the Instagram at TFWhistle underscore. Same as Twitter. And you can also find us on TikTok if you're interested in TikTok. Um, and go and follow us on the Facebook page as well at official okay. underscore The Final Whistle. 
So go and follow us all on the socials. And yeah, go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and you won't be not entertained. You'll be entertained to the fullest. I've been watching Jack's videos. I will back him on that. You will be entertained. He does a wonderful job. He does this all by himself. I would highly recommend following him. And please do subscribe to his YouTube channel. Okay, Jack. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start here. It's funny. We're going to start the exact same way I started on the final whistle, except I'm going to ask you about Leicester City's season so far. So give me your view. It's interesting. And I told you this on the final whistle. I was asked on a radio show up in Maine who was going to be my top six. I have Leicester City as number six. It's not looking that good for me right now. But you know what? I think that you are a good side, and I think that eventually you could end up in the top 10. We'll see. Maybe even better than that. It's a team that I have a lot of respect for. But tell me what's been going on with Leicester City. Leicester have had a very up-and-down season. Um, We are sitting in the bottom half of the table. Um, I myself predicted Leicester to finish seventh this season. Um, And then... The start of the season came. Um, yeah, you could say it wasn't the greatest to watch of football. Um, we still backed the club, though. We still followed them home and away. And, yeah, it wasn't the best to watch. It was it was garbage, if that's what you want to call it in America. Garbage. Yeah. Um, we got battered against Tottenham 6-2. Uh, battered against Brighton 5-2. Got beat to Man United. Uh, beat by Southampton. True to Brentford. Um, and yeah, things weren't looking great for Leicester, but then we came back in October and we beat Forest at home, lost to Bournemouth, beat Everton, beat West Ham, beat Leeds, beat Wolves, drew to Crystal Palace, lost to Manchester City. So we picked up points and, you know, it was good to have wins under our belt. Obviously, Tillerman scoring a few crackers here and there in dirt. We've now come back after the World Cup and we've lost both of our games. Um, a 3-0 defeat to Newcastle, which I thoroughly thought Newcastle deserved it. The way they played, we didn't turn up on Boxing Day. We got stuffed like a turkey. Um, and then the second game against Liverpool, what can I say? We, I thought we played really well against Liverpool. It was a better performance than what we played against Newcastle. We turned up, we controlled the game well and did everything that we needed to accept while fast scoring not just one own goal he scored two and gave Liverpool all three points so that was the most disappointing side of the game but I thought an overall good performance and it's positives that we can go and now take into the Fulham game on Tuesday night okay I have to share this comment this is from a friend of mine who happens to be a Liverpool supporter so get ready for this hi Jack I hope Brendan has been working on Leicester not scoring any own goals ahead of your game against Fulham. So thank you for sharing that, Chris. Chris is actually not, like I said, not a Fulham supporter. He's actually a New England Patriots supporter. I do a Patriots podcast I've got one thing back to him, Russ, there. Okay. How did it feel Canate scoring an own goal against Brentford? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sure I'm going to get another comment from Chris. Chris doesn't shy away from comments. Thank you very much there. Jack, I want to focus still a little bit on the season so far. I want to go back even further. And I want to ask you about the summer transfer window and how maybe that summer really affected what you're seeing now 
with all of the speculation, the moves, and all of that, did it really start before the season even began? You could put it that way, yes. Uh, Brendan Rodgers talked about a big rebuild, a big rebuild that every Leicester fan read into and rubbing the rams for. And then, yeah, it didn't go the way Brendan Rodgers said it would. I don't know if it was Brendan Rodgers taking pressure off himself due to all, that, all the speculation about him not winning games last season and stuff like that, kind of like keep the fans on side and not going against him and making them believe that a big rebuild were going to happen. But, yeah, we didn't really have the greatest of windows, did we, to be honest. And um, we lacked where we needed to. And, you know, I don't. we didn't really bring anyone to the table, did we, Leicester, in the um, transfer window. We brought it out fast for £15 million from Stead Rooms, um, the League One side. And we sold, obviously, Wesley Fofana to Chelsea, a move which Leicester didn't want to get rid, but then Wesley Fofana threw his toys out the pram, didn't want to play for the club and disrespected us. And, you know, we had to get rid in the end. It forced our hand in a way. And, yeah, yeah we got £75 million for him. So we then replaced him, like I said, with Wout Fass. Wout Fass has been... He's been fantastic, but the last two games, he's kind of been on a bit of bad form. And obviously, Liverpool fans would know that, and so would if you watched him against Newcastle. But yeah, the window wasn't great, and it wasn't what we expected at the start of the season. Well, what's interesting about Fofana is that you don't want players that don't want to be there. And no. I totally understand this. And uh, again, I... I don't know this player personally. I don't know him, but I don't like players that do this. You no. you, re, you respect the club. You respect the team that you play for. You don't do that. I don't care if you want to leave. You don't do that. And I was watching all this from afar and thinking, this is just wrong. So, again, that's just my opinion on the Fofana situation. I'm glad that you got a good amount of money for him. We'll just leave it at that. Let's move on. I do want to share this from my friend Chris again. Fair, fair there, Jack. Liverpool were awful today against Brentford. Yes, Chris, because I had it on the as I was doing uh, Jack's show, I could see that. So not a good day for Liverpool. So just want to mention that. All right, my friend, let's move on. So let's now talk about Brendan Rodgers. And I've got my own little thing with Brendan Rodgers. I didn't like the way he left Celtic, to be honest with you, and came to Leicester because I'm like, he, you know, he did this and midstream he leaves to go to Leicester City. But, you know, I understand the coaching in the Premier League that I get all that. But what's been going on now? Like you said, it's a, selling your supporters on a rebuild and it just hasn't worked, I guess. Yeah, I think with Brendan, you know, the results from the first seven games wasn't great. We are getting slapped up here and there and uh, he'll throw everyone under the boss. The fans wanted him out of the club. Um yeah, the fan base is split at the minute, Ross. Let's be honest with Brendan Rodgers. It only takes a couple of bad results now and they'll be back uh, back at him again. You know, they was boozed, there were signs wanting him out. They it, There was even a sign saying that it's time to act now to the board in that sacking Brendan Rodgers. And yeah. Leicester fans didn't feel that he was the right man to get us out of this mess because Brendan Rodgers has never been in a, a relegation battle or something right. of a kind. He's never been in this situation before. He was at Liverpool and then after three and a half years, 
you know, he obviously got the sack and Liverpool fans said, Jack, it will happen at Leicester. And we didn't believe that it would. Brendan Rodgers is a plan A man, but he ain't got a plan B. Um, he, he plays one one style and that's it. Um, I think with Brendan, he's fell out with a couple of players in Dennis Pratt, Kaglos, Soyuncu. So it's one of them with Brendan. If you say something to him, then you dropped, you're not playing again. And I think with Brendan, he talks a good game in the press conferences, but you've got to put it onto the field, on show for the fans to believe in what you're saying. And if things ain't what you're saying, Brendan, and it's the complete opposite, the fans ain't going to be happy because they pay good money to go and watch Leicester City perform. And if Leicester City ain't performing, they have a right to voice their opinion. And Brendan's first, a very frustrating manager, Ross, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I like Brendan as a bloke. Um, I don't have no like bad words to say about Brendan. Met him a few times, and yeah, the it's kind of frustrating. Like you can be down one minute, and then Brendan Rodgers is kind of like picked up the last few results, obviously beating Forest and that. But then in the last two games, it's like what's actually happening. But then Leicester fans now put it into a perspective with Rodgers that we've only beat teams who's like near the bottom, like Burnley, who got relegated last season. Right. We we beat um, the other teams as well, like Wolves, who's in a sticky position, Everton, West Ham, poor sides. So that's how Leicester fan looks, looked at it in 2022. We've beaten poor sides and there's not really a good sign in saying that we beat top 10 clubs. Do you get what I'm saying? It's always bottom yeah. of clubs. But you've got to beat who's in front of you at the end of the day. And that's how you're looking at it in football. Three points is three points to me. Well, let me ask you this, Jack, because... I'm a big fan of Marco Silva. Marco Silva has basically told it like it is when it comes to foam. He doesn't pull any punches. And I had an issue with our former manager, Scott Parker, who never took personal responsibility for anything that happened with Fulham. He threw the players under the bus. It sounds like Brendan Rodgers has done something similar. Am I right? Has he taken any responsibility for this mess? Or is he just blaming everyone else? I'm asking you, I don't know. Brendan's stubborn. Um, Liverpool fans would know it. Brendan Rodgers is a stubborn man. Uh, <laughs> Leicester fans know it. He threw the club under the boss, the players, the owners, everything. <laughs> you know, there was there was even talk that Brendan Rodgers was talking his way out to getting sacked at Leicester City the way he went in at press conferences after them big defeats and that that he didn't want to be here. That he was waiting for the payoff. Do you get what I mean? But yep. yeah. Yeah. I could I could refer with Scott Parker with Brendan Rodgers, but obviously Brendan Rodgers is a successful manager, isn't he? Let's be honest, he's won the FA Cup, uh, won the Community Shield, and he's been one of our most successful managers on win percentages as well. So yep. I guess you can give him that. Okay, Chris actually agrees with you, Jack. So I just thought I would mention that <laughs> he, he agrees agrees with your thoughts on that. Okay, enough talking about Brendan Rodgers. I actually want to focus on your players. You've got some really good quality players. And uh, I want to talk about players to watch. Before we do that, I was going to ask you about this. Anyways, Wayne has actually beat me to the punch here. And here's this question. Jack, do you think your team misses Madison? I think it's pretty obvious when you miss a player of that quality. So let's talk a little bit about that. I'm not trying to rub any salt in, in any wound here, but I think it might also tell the story of Leicester City this season. I think, you know, when we were on that bad run, Madison was a player that shone light through our bad results and that he was scoring goals, he was assisting still, and he was still 
high-level performer in the team. And Madison's been our best player this season uh, from a Leicester fan perspective. He's he's good at what he does. He's one of England's best midfielders, even the best, if I'm honest. Um, So I think with Madison, we do miss him. You can see where we lack. If Madison doesn't play, he's our most creative player in the team. So if he doesn't play... You can see that Leicester are missing him in midfield. And I think we missed him against Liverpool, Russ, to be honest. Okay. And we missed him against Newcastle as well. So, yeah, I think that's a weakness of where we will be against Fulham is we need to create more and score goals. The strikers need to start scoring goals because the strikers this season ain't really banging them in. Okay. So, we've established the situation because it sounds like to me Madison is not playing, correct? Yeah, he's injured. He's injured. Okay, yep. so he's out. So that's a that's a fairly significant loss for Leicester City heading into this match. But as I mentioned to you, and then we talked about on the final whistle, you have some very good quality players. So for this match against Fulham, who are your key players for this match? Who has to play well for you to get all three points? See, Jamie Vardy, I'll stick him straight in there because Jamie Vardy, you know what you're going to get. Um, Jamie Vardy can score things out of nothing. Um, Jamie Vardy's a goal scorer, but like I say with other Premier League clubs, they look at Jamie Vardy as just a goal scorer. He, as a Leicester fan, you see a completely different side to his game. He assists, the way he moves off the ball and stuff like that to create chances for the team. And I think he'll be a big one in key plays for me. Yuri Tillemans as well. He'll be the skipper for this game. So he'll be creating, he can pick out a pass um, and he can pick a good through ball out as well. So he'll be one as well. Um, I think Harvey Barnes, if Harvey Barnes turns up this game, because you, with Harvey Barnes, you don't know what you're going to get. You can get 100%, you can get 75%, and you can get really less. So if Harvey's hit his game, he can cause damage. But if he has an off game again, then you'll see how we played against Liverpool and for, um, Newcastle, where they pocket him in it and I think it's Robinson is it Robinson on that side is it yes or is it Tete it's one of uh, them well Robinson's the right back and yeah it'd be Robinson then I, yeah. I, I'm sorry I'm sorry Tete's your right back Robinson's your left back where there's another goal yeah it'd be, it'd, be te- it'd be Tete then Tete, yeah okay Barnes has got to run it in to be fair and uh I think we've got to go and win that midfield battle Ross with um and yep. um we've got to go and win it with Samore as well, but I think the defence is going to be key in this game from set pieces and the way we defend, because Mitrovic, around the area, you give him any chance on goal, nine times out of ten he scores, and like you've got Polinio, you've got Willian, and you know, you've got some incredible players, Russ, in that Fulham team who can really cause problems for Leicester tomorrow night. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, before we really break down how both teams can win this match, you from Leicester City perspective, me from a Fulham perspective, I want to get your thoughts on Fulham season. And, you know, it's funny. Whenever I talk to people, I usually get the same response if they're not a Fulham supporter. I'm surprised by your team this season. Because, listen, you don't watch them each and every week. You know the history, Jack. You know the term yo-yo club, which drives me nuts. But, listen, it's it's fair. It's fair up to this point. It's It's a fair view. It's a fair view to say Yo-Yo Club because it's been like that. Norwich, yeah. Fulham, same thing. No, they're not the same. Burnley as well. What? Burnley is in there Burnley as well. Burnley as well, right. That 
have that yo-yo in them. Uh, Fulham have, but I think now they're going to break that yo-yo curse. So I'm going to call it that's what it is. But I want to get your thoughts on Fulham's so far this season in the Premier League. Fulham's had a very good season. Um, they deserve to be where they are. They're in eighth place now. Um, and they've had a great start to the season. Uh, Mitrovic is banging them in. Deckard over Reed's playing well. Um, you've got Polinio, Pereira. They're, they're really proving their worth. Uh, William, he's the experienced player in that team, so he'll get the best in helping the young players adapt well in the Premier League. Um, see, I think Fulham, full praise to them. They've answered their critics really well. They was one of the favourites to go down with quite a lot of the Premier League supporters who don't support Fulham. And, yeah, Marco Silva's done a fantastic job. Um, so, yeah, full praise to Fulham, me. Um, and they've shocked us just like Newcastle have. So, there we have it. Okay, very good, Jack. All right, let's break this down. Let's first start with how does Leicester City win this match? And I'll share with you how Fulham win this match. How does Leicester City win this match? Turning up. Um, <laughs> they've got to turn up in this game. They've really got to go and give it a go. They've got to get out Fulham from the first minute and really make them know they're in a game here at the King Power Stadium. Um, they've got to give it their all. They've got to perform to the highest levels and, more importantly, score goals. Because if you don't score goals, you don't win games. And, you know, possession don't win your games either. You can have 99% possession and the other team can have 1% possession and that still don't win your games. You know, you've got goals are the key to winning games and Leicester have got to find a way through Fulham and battle hard tomorrow night at the King Power Stadium and get them goals. And hopefully Jamie Vardy's in on them goals as well. So, And also that midfield battle is going to be key as well. So yep. if we can win that midfield battle, then I think we'll be fine. Okay, and that's where I'm starting, Jack, for how does Fulham win this match? It is the midfield battle. It will be Pauline and Reed against your side, which, again, will be a formidable uh, player's right to go at Fulham. So it's going to be real battle in there. It's who gets control, who controls the tempo, because I think Fulham can counter very well, even if you have the ball. It's what they do when they get it. They usually are very good once they get the ball. They break very quickly in numbers. That's one of the things that's different from Fulham from years past, Jack. It would just be Mitro in the box. When they break, they're breaking with four, five, six players streaking down the pitch. That's a huge difference in this Fulham side. So what they can counter very well. Another key to this match from a Fulham perspective, set pieces. I've, I've told you this on the final whistle. They need to create set pieces because they are so dangerous right now on set pieces. So that, to me, it's winning the midfield battle, set pieces, counterattacking quickly. That, to me, are the keys for Fulham to win this match. Okay, good stuff, my friend. All right, let's now go to your starting 11 for Leicester City. Then I will go with my starting 11 for Fulham. Uh, starting 11 for Leicester City will obviously be Daddy Ward in goal. Um, Castagno, um, Wout Fass, Daniel Amate, Luke Thomas back four. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi and Samore, I'd put in them centre defensive midfield roles. I'd put Tillemans further forward. 
Um, Jewsbury Hall out wide on the right-hand side. Uh, Barnes left and Vardy up front. But then I might switch it in Ian Nacho playing and potentially... Potentially, you could probably bench either Samare or Ndidi. So, we need two strikers, I feel, tomorrow to go and win the game. Okay, excellent. Okay. My starting 11, I've already predicted this on the final whistle, will be Leno. Your right back will be Kenny Tete. Your left back will be Anthony Robinson. Your center back pairing will be Diop and Tim Ream. Your trio in central midfield, which I think are very key in this match, will be Paulinha, Harrison Reed, and then, of course, Andres Pereira. On the left, I will go with William. On the right, I'm going with Bobby Decadova-Reed. He could go. He could change things up and go with Harry Wilson, but I think it's going to be Bobby Decadova-Reed. It could even be Dan James, but Dan James did not play well in the last match for Fulham. That's just a little heads up on that. Anyone that watched the match would know that. And up front, you're going with Alexander Mitrovic. That's what I'm going to go with my starting 11. Okay, coming up next, Jack and I make our predictions. If you're watching live, feel free to share your predictions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Jack, to end this episode of Cottage Talk, give me your prediction and then I'll share mine. Oh, um, I think it'll be a tricky game. Um, it'd be a battle between both sides. Um, I definitely think Mitrovic is going to score against Leicester. Um, he'll get one for Fulham. But I'm going to burn back my foxes. I'm going to go 2-1 to Leicester. I'm going to go stick with my two players that I went for on the final whistle channel in Jamie Vardy and Harvey Barnes. And yeah, Mitrovic for Fulham. So I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester win, Russ. Okay, very good. All right. Before I get mine, I'm going to share some predictions that are coming in. Chris Goodwin, the Liverpool supporter, Leicester City 1-3. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Dean Traverso, 3-2 to two to Fulham. My friend Wayne, Fulham win 2-1. to one. Paul Merce is going for a 1-1 draw. Ralph Leach, 1-1. Vardy and own goal. Okay, so we're going 1-1. Uh-oh. Wild fans on goal. Yeah, okay. Okay, we're going 1-1. <laughs> I'm going to go with my same prediction I made on the final whistle. I think there are going to be goals in this match. I know you're talking about maybe struggling to score goals, but Fulham do give up goals. So I'm yep. going for a 2-2 draw. I'd be happy with any result. I'm talking about positive result. I don't want Fulham to lose. But I would take a point out of this match against Leicester City. 
the team that I have, like I'll say from the very beginning, I have a lot of respect for. Before we go, before we wrap this up, I just want to mention that Jack Show, and please do follow him on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube to The Final Whistle. I would highly recommend it. That uh, I made a classic Goldman on his show. He asked me about the players <laughs> that Fulham and Leicester City had in common. He's going through all the players. He comes up to one, and I literally was thinking about a different player. He says, so your thoughts on the Emancic camera? And I'm thinking about Abubakar Kamara, which is a classic Goldman. The Emancic camera, anyone that follows Fulham knows what he gave Fulham in the great escape. That was a good Goldman by me, Jack, if you've ever watched the show moving forward. I usually make four or five an episode. Even in your show, I made a Goldman. So, uh, but I just want to mention that I want, want to be honest when I make mistakes. Let's see what else we have before we go. This is from Sean Kenny. This could be a tough game for Fulham. The midfield are key for the Whites. A draw 2-2. See, Sean's going with me on this. We know how difficult this is going to be. We're coming off of not a great performance against Southampton. We are. So I can definitely understand. Okay, Chris, do you need to have this? Yes, I know a Goldman. I, I get it. I get it, Chris. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Well, listen, before we go, any final thoughts from you, Jack, about this match? Not really. Uh, I just think Leicester need to go and give it their all. Uh, take the game to Fulham tomorrow night and really get stuck in and give Fulham a right game and make sure we get the first three points of 2023 because they're going to be crucial in the season. Um, but the last one from me is uh, good luck to Fulham for the rest of the season after tomorrow night. Thank you very much, that Jack. That was very nice of you to say, and I'll say the same thing for you. Best of luck to you and Leicester City. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I have a lot of respect for Leicester City. I will say this. I said this on Jack's show. I'm going to end by saying this that I truly believe the game changer in the Premier League was Leicester City winning the title because I think you are seeing an even more competitive Premier League because of it. I think the best thing that ever happened in the Premier League was Leicester City winning that year. So full credit to everything that they built there, and uh, I want them to stay in the Premier League, and I want them to thrive in the Premier League because they are an example of a team that did it the right way they found a way to win a title. So they get my respect. And that's how I'm going to end the show. Before we go, Jack, please tell everyone how they can find you on YouTube and, and in other places. You can find us on YouTube at The Final Whistle. Please go and drop us a subscribe. Go and check out the match preview as Russ joined me from Cottage Talk to preview the game for tomorrow night. Um, we do match previews, match reviews, Premier League predictions, uh, watch alongs and all that. So, if you want a football fix, then the final whistle is the channel for you. Um, go and follow us at the final whistle on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also TikTok. So, go and check us out on there. Um, and you will not, well, how do I put it? You will be entertained. <laughs> I can back you on that, Jack. I've been very entertained. Uh, I, I will back you on that. Before we go, I keep saying before we go, but I just want to mention this. Some nice, kind words for you. Thank you, Jack, from from a few people here. Paul Mercer. Appreciate these are you. from Foam Supporters. So I just want, want you to know that. This is from Chris Goodwin. Subscribe to Cottage Talk. Thank you, Chris, because I always forget to say subscribe to Cottage Talk. Thank you very much. 
and also from Wayne Walden. Thanks, Jack. See, so people appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on. And uh, and I think I'm I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I think many would both would say uh best of luck the rest of the season along with me, Jack. So best of yeah. luck. But we do have to wrap up this episode of College Tech. For my very special guest, Jack, from The Final Whistle, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.